0: Welcome back to MVC Weekly. Back here again, I'm Scott Priros. With me today, I have Ken Canoon. Hello, everybody. And Jacob Urish. What's going on? So today we're going to continue to talk about uh, some baseball in the Missouri Valley Conference, starting with Illinois State coming off of a loss to Valparaiso in the series. They went 1-2 and two against Valparaiso this past weekend. And uh, I think I talked about it last week on the podcast about ISU baseball, and I talked about it, I know, on Redbird Report early this week. The inconsistency with ISU baseball is very glaring, and if they don't fix it, it's going to be tough for them to compete in the conference as this uh, home stretch hits and then once the the tournament play starts. But they still have their bright spots. I mean, Ryan Cermak, he's batting three sixty this year. He had an inside-the-park home run uh, early in the week against Milwaukee. Um, he's rising on everything everybody's draft board and I think there's people who have him going day two or three usually but another guy who, who is also rising up draft stocks and uh is also projected actually to go day three I believe is what I've seen in most areas is Jake McCaw uh he's batting 344 this year he leads the team in RBIs with 34 has 44 hits in 128 at-bats I mean great all-around pl- er, player but like I said Illinois State's consistency just is not there they're not getting production from all around the team
1: yeah cermac and McCall last year were the were the two real big aces so they've only gotten better uh, especially cermac he's been incredible this season but um yeah you're right just just a bit inconsistent outside of the main core of players you ideally want to clean that up um especially when your uh, upcoming games are against interstate rivals Bradley and then uh, coming up after that is Dallas Baptist. So, you know, you're going to want your team to hit their uh, uh, Richard form. But, uh, yeah, Illinois State could be, doing, could be doing better.
2: I think one bright spot, though, that came from uh, that Valparaiso series was Jared Hart. Uh, he went six innings, allowed one hit, had five strikeouts. So it just adds more pitching depth. So we'll see if he is going to get more run, we would assume so, after that performance. Uh, their pitching staff has done really good so far. They're second uh, the second-best ERA in the MVC. But like you guys talked about, their offense has just not really been producing outside of McCall and Cermak. They've scored the second-least runs in the MVC, and they've got the second-worst uh, batting average as a team in the MVC at 268. So the pitching, is it seemed, it's coming along, but that offense just isn't where it needs
0: it to be. Yeah, you talked about the pitching a little bit. Jared Hart, he is he's 2-0 this year, only one start. He's appeared in 16 games with just a 1.32 ERA. He's allowed 21 hits and in 27.1 innings pitched, just four earned runs, and he struck out 31 batters. So that has been a huge bright spot for this pitching staff. But like I said, I keep uh, beating a dead horse. But this team, the inconsistencies obviously can be seen pretty glaring. Like I said, I mean, you just look at this past series against Valparaiso. You go... Win the first game, 7-0, shut them out, and then you lose 10-2 to the next, and then you lose 2-1 to the next. And then, they obviously, they got that win against Milwaukee. But it'll be interesting to see what they can do against Bradley uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, because that's going to be a big series for them, because Bradley's record is a little deceiving. We'll talk about them a little later. Um, next thing you want to talk about, Southern Illinois, who I believe is – First and the second in the conference. Your second, right now? Yeah. Second in the conference right now. Um, they sit at four and two in conference play. Twenty six and ten overall. Uh, they are led by TJ Weber's three ninety seven batting average, which is incredible. He has a seven thirty three slug and a four eighty six on base percentage, which would amount to over a twelve hundred OPS, which is definitely impressive. And then, Kaber Rog, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He has uh, just over one thousand OPS. So. They're another one of those teams who, they're a little more balanced when it comes to runs, but they also score more than ISU in the long run. But I keep preaching, I said this last week, you look at all these other teams, you look at the RBIs, and all these other teams have four or five guys over 20 RBIs, ISU has two of them. So, but like I said, SIU, I mean, if they keep playing the way they are right now, look at those RBI numbers, they're scoring plenty, and their pitching staff is doing its job Uh, every once in a while, struggles at times, but I mean, they're a team that can definitely win this conference.
1: I like how you did the quick comparison to SIU and ISU because I was going to do the exact same thing with run scored. Southern Illinois, 284 runs scored, first in the conference. Illinois State, 180 runs scored, seventh in the conference. A full uh, 104 runs behind Southern Illinois. So, yeah. But uh, touching on uh, SIU, they've been great this season. Um, first in almost every like offensive category. Runs scored, hits, runs batted in, and if they're not first, then they're probably up there in the category uh, leaders uh, section. But um, no, they've been
2: they a very just potent offense this year. It's been incredible to watch. Yeah, their offense has has been amazing, like you said, uh, first in both their categories. Uh, their pitching has been about middle of the pack. Uh, their staff is allowing about 4.91 runs uh, per game they're six they They're the sixth least uh strikeouts in the vc so their pitching definitely has room for improvement but their offense right now is doing majority of the work and it's worked out so far like we said they're in second they're four and two in conference and i would definitely agree like they have a really good chance at uh winning the conference
0: yeah i think comparing isu and siu they're different teams In that like you said isu's pitching staff was second in the conference in era but uh SIU's offense is up there in the top in just about every category. And I I think that's more of a way to win games is when your offense is on than when your defense is on. Because if you're pitching great and all, one bad pitch and you're losing that game. And if, you can't, if you're not getting runs, you don't have a chance. But when you're scoring consistently like SIU is, like I said, I mean, anything can happen. So I, I definitely look out for them as this uh, conference play really comes to an end here. So the next team I want to talk about, Bradley, who – like I said, their record is definitely deceiving. They are 11-19 overall, 3-3 three three in conference play. Two of those wins come against the number 23 team in the nation, Dallas Baptist University. Last weekend they went 2-1 and one against Dallas Baptist. But uh, looking at the team right now, Connor O'Brien leads the team in batting average at 390. Uh, he's got just under an 1,100 uh, OPS uh, Ryan Vogel batting 342, but those are the only two guys above 300 for them. So they're definitely one of those teams. Who, when you look at ISU when you look at them, they have four guys over 20 RBIs, and then after that, you get it right around the 10 to 15 range. But, uh, I mean, if they can beat Dallas Baptist two out of three times, it seem, you'd think that they can beat anyone. Because I think coming into the season, Dallas Baptist is the favorite to win the conference. And I think we talked about it last week. I think they were most of our favorites to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Two wins against Dallas Baptist is pretty big for Bradley. Um, doesn't help that uh, they lost one of them, and then the next game after that against Iowa, they got smacked pretty bad. Uh, lost eight to fi- eight to fifteen on that one at Iowa. But um, no, um, those those two wins against Dallas Baptist can serve as a building block. You could really uh, grow and you know start getting uh, some. Uh, uh, what's the right word? trying to think of the right words. some uh, some more consistency um you'd hope uh that if bradley were to do it they'd do it in this series against illinois state but um yeah just uh just hitting that uh, right consistency and just getting uh, all your bats on and continuing to play well uh bradley might be able to sneak in and do something
2: one of their biggest issues so far has just really been uh just errors in general, and just their their pitching hasn't been stellar. Uh, Jacob Kissing has a 4.15 ERA in nine starts. They've got Matt Hamilton has a 2.5 ERA in 18 innings pitched. Uh, pitched. Uh, they've got the worst ERA in the MBC. They've issued the most walks at 170, which is 18 more than the next closest. They're second, and uh, they have the second most errors, and they have thrown uh, and second most uh, wild pitches at 41, and they've allowed the most home runs. So, it's defensively and their pitching has not helped them at all uh when you're issuing that many walks and al- allowing the most home runs like right there is
0: kind of a good tell of what's going wrong yeah I would definitely agree I mean you do look at their pitching staff I mean besides Matt Hamilton who's got a solid 2.5 ERA and uh six starts uh outside of that your next closest is 4.15 for Jacob Kisting, So. That pitching is uh, something that definitely is going to need some improvement as we look ahead. But I mean, you even look at it, 2.5 ERA, but you're allowing a batting average of 2.43, which is still pretty solid. So, but let's see what the Bradley can do against ISU this weekend because that'll be a pretty big series for the conference. Uh, Bradley sits at three and three in conference play. ISU sits at, I believe, I'm not seeing right now, but I think they're somewhere right around the same. They're they,
1: two and four in conference. Two and 14 four. and 17 overall.
0: Okay, I don't know why the Go Redbirds isn't coming up for me, but yeah, like you said, so 2 and 4 in conference. This will be a big series for the standings here, 3 and 3, 2 and 4, so we'll have to see what happens there. So the next team I want to talk about is the team who just beat ISU this past weekend, 2 to 1, uh, Valparaiso. Um, they are definitely struggling this year, uh, 13 and 19, overall 2 and 4 at home and then 2 and 4 in Missouri Valley Conference play. Uh, they are led by Nolan Tucker's 358 batting average. Uh, he's got a 507 slug. So you look at their lineup, though, I mean, still more consistency than a lot of these other teams like ISU. I mean, you got 358, 339, 315, 311. So you got four guys over 300, but then there is a pretty massive drop off there. So they're kind of top heavy, I would actually probably say there. And then they, they only got two guys above 20 RBIs. They do not score a whole lot. So. But Valparaiso was able to get the best at ISU because their pitching did really well, especially in that last game. So, I mean, they're led by Nathan Chasey, 1.80 ERA uh, in nine appearances. Colin Fields in nine starts as a 3.6 ERA. So, they're a team who might, it's baseball, anything can happen. So, you never know with them.
1: Yeah. Um, shout out Colin Fields, Libertyville High School alum. Know him. Uh they were on a seven-game or six-game losing streak before the first game uh, at Illinois State. Um, lost that first game, 0 to seven, but came back and won 10 to two, and then won the ensuing game 2 to one to take the series uh, against Illinois State. And uh, importantly, at Illinois State. Um, but yeah, just that lost that seven-game losing streak paints a pretty bad picture on pretty much their overall season outside of. Uh, uh, the stretch in the middle of uh, March but um, no some big wins for Valparaiso Um, they can can find that consistency where they win two games
2: lose one I think they'll take that trade off for uh, most of the season yeah, they definitely had a tough schedule uh, in March. They played Notre, when Notre Dame was number one in mid March. They lost one to twelve, and then they just played them. I believe uh, this past Wednesday, when uh, Notre Dame was uh, ranked 13, they lost one to five. So just to jump back on what you're saying, Sky, their offense it really just falls off. Their last in team batting average at 257. Their on base percentage is 345. Their last in runs scored, hits, their fifth in strikeouts. They've got the uh, Worst o, uh, OBP, I believe, batting average at 292. I don't know if I said that right. And uh, they uh, have the third most errors. But uh, yeah, their offense right now has not been helping. And you, you said their pitching has really helped them so far. Uh, they do have, what, three guys really carrying the offensive load, three or four. So those guys just below them are really going to have to shoulder more of the load to hopefully propel them into uh, another tier.
0: Yeah, 100%. They're a team who like I said, I mean, it's baseball. Baseball is one of the most unpredictable sports. Anything can really happen on a daily basis. Maybe a pitcher has a really good game and that that happened for them like we saw in that last game against ISU, holding ISU to one run, but uh anything like I said, anything can happen there. So, uh I think that's everything I want to talk about with baseball. You guys got anything you want to talk about there?
1: Nope. We think we covered everything. Yeah, you I don't, don't have anything.
0: All right, so I do just want to touch on last week we kind of moved over to men's basketball. This week I do want to touch on women's basketball a little bit as they added a big transfer, Division II, two-time All-American, one-time Division II Player of the Year, Paige Robinson, um, announced her commitment to Illinois State on Twitter earlier today. Uh, She's from Bethany, Illinois, so she's returning home, like she said in her tweet. And she's coming off a season which she averaged 21 points per game, 4.4 rebounds. She shot 47% from the field and 30, just under 39% from three. So that is a huge addition for ISU women's basketball. And I think while it might not be able to fill the hole of Juju Redmond completely because that's always going to be tough to fill the way she was able to score the basketball, I think that this is going to be a, uh, a good fit for the team, and it's going to be a huge signing for ISU. Anything you guys got to say about that? Yeah, big signing, big signing. I don't know much about the players,
1: so I don't really want to – say anything that could get me exposed, but um, it seems to be a good signing. Um, Kristen Gillespie uh, is doing well.
2: Yeah, I would just echo that. I, I think just looking from the box scores, you don't, don't. want to just look at the box scores, but she can clearly score. Uh, but like you said, we don't want to say that she's going to be able to take on the mantle of what Juju did last year, but she should definitely help. Uh, so, yeah, they, they really needed to try to fill, fill that scoring role, and she
0: might be able to do that. Definitely a good sign for Illinois State women's basketball, hoping to uh, win back-to-back conference titles and make the tournament back-to-back years. So uh, we'll see what they do there. But uh, I think that's everything for me today. Uh, You guys all good then?
1: Yep, yep,
0: yep. Make sure to follow all things IC Sports on our Twitter account at vidette underscore sports and our main account at the underscore vidette. And uh, we will see you guys next week.